just what does it take to build a hugely successful business selling sustainable products in a sustainable way to passionate customers and grow it greatly? What does it take? You're going to learn that it's things which all of us can do, no matter how big or small our business. It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome. Great to have you here. A nice one on hitting play on this episode because I have a phenomenal guest coming up from a brilliant company who is sharing such absolutely fantastic insight that I was pretty much grinning from ear to ear through the recording of every part of this episode because her answers are just so brilliant. And despite the fact she's coming from a huge company, they are things which all of you can be implementing. So I'm not going to waffle on any longer. I'm going to let us get to our guest. And just before we do that, please do check out our sponsors. I am Alexandria Collis, Director of Customer Experience for Princess Polly. I'm focused on our strategy and innovation in the CX department here at Princess Polly. I have a quote and I always tell our CX leaders that customer experience is the heart of an organization and we pump the blood and deliver the oxygen to the vital organs in the business to help them thrive and grow stronger. The Gorgeous platform allows our agents a seamless place to just do it all. We are really there for the customer every step of the way if they want. Our customers expect quality and efficiency where they are. So the real question is, how do you get quality and efficiency across every single platform? And then once you have it, how do you maintain it? And I believe that with the Gorgeous platform, we can do that. If you're interested in learning more about Gorgeous, go to gorgeous.com and mention podcast for two months free. And now to introduce today's special guest. Jenny Perry is the Chief Marketing Officer at Grove Collaborative, an e-commerce store who craft and curate earth-changing products for the home with over 2 million customers. Jenny's been marketing products and retailer stores both on and offline for over 25 years, including Old Navy, Stride Right, Amazon Fashion and Amazon Prime. Hello, Jenny. Hello there. Thank you much for having me, Chloe. It's great to have someone with your depth of experience on, especially because you're now working for a business as exciting as Grove. But we'll get into all that shortly. First off, how did you get into the world of e-commerce? So when I was working for Old Navy for The Gap, um, this is back when our digital presence was a marketing tool only. I was pulled out of my role and asked to launch OldNavy.com as a commerce site. So I was really figuring it out. This was, you know, a while ago with everybody else. And I fell in love with it. I absolutely fell in love with it. The ability to move quickly in a retail environment and respond to customers and see their activity and have a conversation with them online was just super interesting to me. So I got hooked way back then. Eventually, when an opportunity came to move to Amazon, I grabbed that. Because, um, you know, I saw a real opportunity to get to work within a company that was really redefining retail online. And I took that role because Amazon, I took the role specifically to work in the clothing category for Amazon, which was a big category, lots of white space. And one of the few that the Amazon playbook wasn't naturally working within. 
So I was brought on to help fuel that and really define how Amazon was going to approach that category. An amazing opportunity to go into a business which so much rules the internet, but to fix a problem for them. It's kind of almost, almost like you know, going and teaching the shoemaker how to make shoes. Um, it's kind of cool. Yeah, I think sometimes one of the best opportunities you can have as a marketer is when something's not working because it gives you a lot of freedom to try new things. So Amazon had really worked hard for a long time to penetrate the clothing and shoe categories. And off the, their approach, their go-to-market just wasn't appealing to customers because customers, th- those are emotional categories. They're different categories. They have a lot of variations. They just don't plug into the Amazon flywheel naturally. So because Amazon hadn't been able to make progress there for a while, that gave me a lot of latitude to introduce new ways of doing things, which was not always easy, but it was super fun and very rewarding. And now you're working for the fascinating business, um, Grove Collaborative. So let's let's cover off a few bits about it because I, I suspect a lot of the American listeners are familiar with you, but those outside America probably have no clue at all. So um, where is Grove uh, in the world and whereabouts are you selling to? So Grove Collaborative is a company that is headquartered in San Francisco, California, We have a website, grove.com, that sells our own products and additional products from other great companies that are sustainability-oriented. And we recently launched in um, other retailers for the first time last April. We launched our products, a a curated selection of Grove Co. products in Target here in the U.S. So um, we're super excited about reaching customers in brick and mortar right now. 90% of our category is still purchased uh, in brick and mortar stores. So although our digital business continues to grow and plays a huge role, of course, in how we talk to customers and how customers access Grove Co., this is a whole nother area that we are um, of distribution that we just entered. Yes, I said in the intro that you've got over 2 million customers, but that's still a tiny slice of the opportunity. And I guess when you're a business which is on a mission to make the world a better place in one way or another. You you can't purely stick to that e-commerce play. You've got to expand to go to the customers where they are rather than waiting for them to come to you. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, and our mission is to really inspire the industry to do better. So it's not just to grow our own business, but it's to lead the, in, the industry and providing customers with more sustainable products. So if we can do that by inspiring customers within brick and mortar retailers, we will absolutely do that. So we, you know, our distribution strategy isn't precious. I think it's smart and we want to be where customers are, but you're absolutely right to carry our mission. We are interested in just showing up where customers are shopping. And a lot of uh, customers are still shopping in brick and mortar for home care and health and beauty products. And you said that you've obviously you've got the Grove range of products, but you also sell other brands, but you're quite strict about how those get bought into the Grove arena. So could you could you tell us, I guess, what the Grove definition of sustainability is? As you know, sustainability has a lot of layers and, and many def- dimensions. So when we think about what products we bring onto our website, grove.com, Um, We think of things like synthetic fragrances and harmful ingredients. 
you know, we screen everything that we sell to our customers. So they don't use synthetic fragrances or harmful ingredients. We work exclusively with Leaping Bunny certified manufacturers to ensure everything we offer is 100% cruelty free. We're constantly seeking ways to minimize plastic in our products, our packaging, and in our manufacturing system and our ecosystem. We review supplier factories for safety and well-being according to the International Business Social Compliance Initiative. And we bring on industry experts to advise us. And then we share all of our information. We are like an open we believe in open sourcing information. We have a plastic working group of over 75 companies that we work with to help reduce plastic within their products. And we're committed to being plastic free by 2025. So that is coming up. That is not a far in the future deadline. So we really want to draw to draw a line in the sand and challenge ourselves to do something bold and meaningful quickly. So we're working towards that now. And you know, we have the most control over our own products. And then we work to educate, help and inspire others to move in the same direction. We launched over 96 plastic-free, single-use plastic-free products in the last 12 months within our own brands. So we're super proud of the work we're doing and in doing so, hope to inspire others. It is one of those um, those phenomenal things when businesses start committing to sustainability that we see that collaborative open nature come in because there's no angle with sustainability to just make yourself sustainable. You know, the whole thing is about doing good for everybody. So you have to, to open it up. And with your, your, you know, your intention of becoming beyond plastic by 2025, you can't do that as an island. It has to involve other people. And if you're doing all this work, why wouldn't you share it with others so as they can come, come with? So it's, it hits so many more levels than just the product you sell, doesn't it? That's exactly right. Yes. And the thing, I've been with Grove for a year, um, but Grove started eight years ago and they started with this mission in mind. So they are authentically committed to this mission. It's not a change in strategy in response to consumer demand. So from an authenticity standpoint and from a foundation standpoint, we've got real traction in moving towards our sustainability goals. And that matters. What also matters is helping when consumers are ready to learn more about sustainability, helping to facilitate that. And what's happened really within the last couple of years is consumers have become more interested and engaged in sustainability. So we've moved from really trying to like turn on the light bulb for customers to refining their understanding of what needs to be done. We spend a lot of time thinking about that within marketing. And for example, one of the things that we are super interested in sharing with everybody is that only 9% of plastic is recycled. So 9% of the plastic you put in your recycling bin is recycled. And that is due to the limited recyclability of plastic. It's due to recycling capacity. But the core there is that recycling is not an answer to the problem. It is not the solution. So that's a complicated message to share to customers, you know, if they're not inherently interested. 
what's exciting now is that they are more interested in it. So we can get, we can start to like build on these messages and help educate customers and other manufacturers more easily. It does feel like we've, over the last couple of years, blame it on the pandemic or whatever it is, we've reached a tipping point where there is popular general conversation around the desire to do better with our spend and our use of resources and everything else. And that's a, that's a big shift for a business like yours in terms of how you talk about things and how you market and, and what you do. But it's, it, but it's still so early days, I think, in many ways of convincing the customers to do it. So I guess to, to frame into a question what I'm thinking, um, as a business, Grove has gone from trying to convince the early adopters to start buying from Grove to now trying to help educate those who have got a bit excited about this. So are you spending, you know, is, is your, does your marketing split into talking to these different audiences, those who've already got it, those who are interested? And then do you spend any time at all trying to market to those who are still, you know, drinking from throwaway water bottles at lunchtime, <laughs> breakfast and dinner? Well, we have gotten very sharp and more concise about our messaging. And we've gotten really clear about our brand positioning. And we've done the work to understand consumers and the customer segmentation. And what we've found is there are about 60% of the population are interested in purchasing what we call natural products. So that they are, they are interested in buying products that are better for the world. And that number is growing naturally. And what we do is we look within that group. So that's a big percentage of the population. And we're not that big yet. So there's a mm -hmm. lot of open space there for us. The awareness of Grove is still relatively small. So we, um, have lo we looked at that and we found that the biggest group within that segment of natural shoppers is a group that cares a lot about their family, cares a lot about their household. We call them the engaged shoppers. They are super interested in sustainability as a lifestyle. And so we focus on that group. Um, they're exploring new products. They're more open to purchasing online. So we spend a lot of time focusing on that. What we have found is that if we market to that group, other customers come along. So the customers that are a little bit more eco-warrior-ish, so they're further along in their journey with sustainability, they find us as well. We're just, we're not big enough yet to have disparate marketing messages. So we've really worked to kind of the opposite, to, to have one message, one clear target. And that what we've then what we've found, because we track these segments over time, is that others come on board. It's interesting you say that that segment, they're interested in actively becoming more sustainable and they're interested in looking after their home and everything. Because I think anyone who goes to the Grove website, it doesn't look like your typical FMCG soap and um, consumer <laughs> goods selling site, you know? Um, it looks more like a plush stationery store or a, uh, you know, a homewares brand. It, because it's it's far more about that design and the products look beautiful as well as being good, which which when you say that's the target market you're going after, I'm like, yes, that totally makes sense. Yeah, that that's super perceptive. Yeah, our customers love design and they love their homes. And we believe that great design can be applied to 
cleaning products as well. So we have, you know, fundamentally a portion of our cleaning products are based on refillable dispensers. So small cleaning concentrates that are less expensive, less taxing on the environment to ship because they don't have tons of water in them. Mm-hmm. You put it in a dispenser, you, you, you fill the water at home. And they are highly effective. Performance is also really important to us. And we have um, fantastic product innovation group within our company that spends a lot of time thinking about that. But design is really important. Those dispensers are, are really beautiful to look at. And customers spend lots of time in their kitchens. So design makes a lot of sense for us and for our customers. And we'd also spend time thinking about limited editions and really fun collaborations. So, and customers get excited about that. Fragrance is very important. So cleaning products don't have to be grim and they can be additive to your experience in your home. And our customers talk a lot about that. It's somewhere where I think we're all going to end up heading towards, because if we're looking at having products which aren't disposable plastic, but they're things we keep around for a while, we want them to be a bit a bit nicer than the, you know, the toilet duck hiding behind the cistern, <laughs> you know, not that kind of bright green or bright yellow packaging that's just garish and ugly. If it's going to, if we're going to be carrying it around when we move house, we want it to be that bit more interesting, more tactile, more part of our home, I suppose. That's true. And, you know, one of the interesting things that we found is when we entered into, when COVID came upon us, we didn't know what to expect. Nobody did. Um, but one scenario could have been, you know, customers are concerned about, they're so concerned about health and safety that sustainability becomes a lower priority. So that that could have been a scenario where, you know, they're, they're just not as interested in sustainability because they don't have the bandwidth and they have other things to worry about. We actually found the opposite was true. Customers became more, I think, being in the home and really processing the effects that you have in your home and, and the, the products you use um, had the opposite effects. We saw customers become more interested, more curious about sustainability and how to make better choices. And one of the interesting things that's really clear on your website for anyone who goes on there um, is you love a free gift. Um, you know, there's a lot of incentives <laughs> around free gifts going on, which I I'm not, I mean, you know, they're great gifts, but giving someone something for free could be seen as a non-sustainable move because you don't know if they actually want it or they desire it. Clearly, and, and it's, it's a big part of your marketing strategy, I, I, just looking at the homepage. So how have you gone about choosing that rather than a discount model or another model? And how do you square off the sustainability side of it? So customers, don't they can choose not to, to take a free gift. So that you have the choice to do that if it's not useful for your household. But one of the things that we have found is that customers don't really understand sustainable products yet. And they don't know how to make, to trade into sustainable products. There's a lot of skepticism about whether they're as effective or not. So we want to make that really easy for customers because we know if they try our products, chances are they're going to love them. 
And that's going to be a way that they can do what they want, which is have and make better choices. So that's really the thinking behind that is to let customers try the products and let them speak for themselves. What we find is that customers who take free gifts, there's a high degree of reorder rate from the items that they choose. So they are finding them useful and they're to the degree that they're reordering them. And um, you've also got uh, on the on the site, it's very clear you have like VIP members, affiliate programs. So is there a big part, and you've already mentioned it by targeting this particular group of customers, other the other, the kind of next door neighbors are coming in as it were, um, geodemographically. So is that a key part is to preach to the converted and get them to preach to the unconverted, I suppose, via affiliates, VIPs and, and such channels? Absolutely. I mean, there is nothing better than word of mouth. Word of mouth is a marketer's dream come true. So we do use VIP and offers to um, encourage customers to share the news about Grove. And that is a core portion of our marketing strategy. And what we have found is that customers that join our VIP program, there's a sense of community there that is invaluable. We started a Facebook group about a year and a half ago, for VIP members. And it is, it's just fantastic. It's very organic and it's really uh, customer driven. I mean, we do manage the, the group and we post on the group, but the majority of the content is driven by customers. And we have a 75% weekly engagement rate on this Facebook group. And our customers are getting a lot of value out of it. They talk about how they approach sustainability, how they make their choices, how, you know, cleaning tips, um, product tips. They'll talk about they just tried something and whether they liked it or not. And that is incredibly useful for us as well and our product development. One of the key elements of our strategy is really fast product development. So because of because we develop our own products and we sell them online, we can turn around and try things much more quickly than a traditional CPG company. Uh, and we get a lot of feedback about our products. We have, you know, we have ratings and reviews on our website, but we get really rich content from that Facebook group. And we get really, we get clear leading indicators about whether something's resonating or not. Gold dust content. You know, when you when you can get that great a relationship with the best of the best, it helps in so many different angles. I want to take um, a step back to one other area of the of the business, which kind of feeds into this. How because I guess in that Facebook group, you've got your customers educating other customers and helping them on the route to become more sustainable. And on the homepage, there are like multiple places where you're handholding the new customer. Um, you know, we take the guesswork out of going green is on there. Uh, Grove Guides here for you to talk, chat or text seven days a week. You are in a business which is changing consumer behavior, changing buying behavior, changing cleaning behavior, changing an awful lot of behavior. Is that hand-holding customer service side of things a central part of the customer acquisition and retention strategy? It is. It's critical. So we have what we call Grove Guides, and they are available to customers via email, phone, chat. And they are incredibly well-versed in our products and really help customers with questions, of course, of like, you know, where's my order? Um, the kind of brass tacks of customer service, but also about 
how do I use a bar shampoo? How do I know what the right one is to choose? I'm interested in cleaning and I, I'm, I'm concerned because I have a child who has sensitivities. You know, can you help me understand the very confusing labeling of, you know, a product that I found on your website? And we, we try to address a number of those things on our detail pages, on our product pages on the site. But we do have, we recognize that, you know, given the fact that this is behavior that's changing, Customers sometimes need more, you know, direct access to an expert. And we track, you know, the drivers of the good and the bad of our customer experience. And our Grove Guides and our customer service is something that we're super proud of and that customers definitely find value in. E-commerce Master Plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. Getting an online business off the ground is not easy. So if you find yourself working late, tackling a to-do list that's a mile long with your fifth cup of coffee by your side, remember, great email doesn't have to be complicated. That's what Clavio is for. It's the email and SMS platform built to help e-commerce brands earn more money by creating genuine customer relationships. Once you set up a free Clavio account, you can start sending beautiful branded messages in minutes, thanks to drag and drop design templates and built-in guidance. And with e-commerce specific recommendations and insights, you can keep growing your business as you go. Get started with a free account at clavio.com forward slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Easy accounting for e-commerce is on hand. Cinder helps you track all your transactions and inventory across multiple sales channels in a click. With Cinder, you can seamlessly connect all platforms and automatically generate accurate profit and loss reports, balance sheet and cash flow statements to find the hidden streams of income and optimise your resources. Multi-currency, discrepancy-free reconciliation and more than 30 integrations are available with 10-minute user-friendly onboarding and 24-7 support. As if all that wasn't incentive enough to check Cinder out, you can get a 40% off coupon and e-commerce checklist by going to cinder.me forward slash masterplan. That's S-Y-N-D-E-R dot M-E slash masterplan. It's time for the Top Tips Round. Okay, I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our business to the next level. So Jenny, are you ready for the top tips? I think so. Let's go. (laughs) Okay, the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off to read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? I would recommend Good to Great by Jim Collins. It's just a great basic. And if you're going to take a whole day off, I would start with that. I'm just going to say bullets, then cannonballs. What more needs to be said about that book than bullets, then cannonballs? I am a, I am a believer as well. Yeah, great recommendation. Um, I'm not going to explain to anyone what bullets, then cannonballs are. You're going to have to read the book. Um, <laughs> okay, the traffic top tip. Which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? As a marketer, I think it's about building something that provides customers with real value. And I think as marketers, sometimes we focus on more. There's plenty of tips and tricks about what to do with so many channels available right now. 
But I think good marketing, nine points out of 10, is about building a product or experience that customers are going to love and want to continue using. And as a marketer, you can affect that. I spent a lot of time with our tech groups and our product innovation groups. And I think if you have that, the rest is kind of gravy. That's so true. And so clearly written in everything we've been talking about in this episode as well. Um, the tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? Okay, two quick ones. One is Whoop for me personally. So that is a fitness tracker and I'm incredibly data driven and I'm more effective at work if I can be healthy as a person and it really keeps me on track. And then the other thing is, which I'm sure you've heard many times Slack, but within Slack, the use of Slack channels. So we really spend time building channels around specific things that are going on in the business and then shutting them down when that issue is over. Aha, uh-huh. so raise up the channel and then close down the channel. Let's keep everyone on project. I like that. Not So it's not just a marketing channel, it's a X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Yeah. Clever way to use it. Okay. Um, the growth top tip then, if you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1,000, what would be your number one tip for them? I would say get really clear about what the story is that you want to tell customers whether it's a product or an experience story, and who you're trying to reach. And then the the how to do that becomes much more clear. But get really clear about the story. Story is everything. Um, Jenny, thank you. You've you've shed so much great advice and insight on what it takes to build a truly successful, sustainable business um, with us today. It's been a pleasure chatting to you. Before we say goodbye, though, could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media, please? So you can find us at grove.com and social media, we're at Grove Collab. Perfect. Um, Jenny, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It has been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. And I'm sure we have inspired a lot of the listeners and thus helped on your business's mission to inspire more businesses to become more sustainable. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. So stellar guest there. Jenny was brilliant. And I, what I particularly love about her answers to pretty much everything we were talking about is that nothing she and her team at Grove are doing to grow the business, to grow the sales, to re-educate consumers, to bring them along the journey, to help them is anything the smallest e-commerce brand can't do. So even if you're a one-person brand, you can handhold your customers through the customer service elements, write great FAQs. You can run a Facebook group for your best customers. You can inspire your VIPs to go and um, you know incentivize them to bring new customers on board. You can offer the right sort of free gifts. You can work out who the core target are and what messaging they want. None of this stuff is, is impossible or requires high budgets or huge expanses of time. It just requires the dedication to actually do it and not just talk about it. So a really inspiring um, episode there, but one which which is not that 
crazily aspirational. You know, this is something all of us could be doing. To get your hands on the notes from today's show, including the top tips and links to what we've mentioned, head over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast. There you can add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the many other things I share to help you to improve your business. And I have to say at this point, a big thank you to our past guest, Jeremy Bodenharmer from Shiphawk, who introduced me to Jenny. And um, it's been brilliant to be able to get, get someone with such pedigree on the podcast. So huge thank you, Jeremy, for that one. Thank you all so much for tuning into this and every episode of the E-Commerce Master Plan podcast. I bring you a new interview every single week because I'm here to inspire and help e-commerce business owners like you to succeed and thrive with their business, including progressing along that path to net zero. So reducing the carbon you use, becoming more sustainable, even sustainable, I was going to say, no, sustainable. Um, If you know someone this show can help, please ask them to listen to the e-commerce master plan podcast. I hope you have a marvelous week and don't forget to keep optimizing your marketing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast. If you're marketing an e-commerce brand, you already know that data changes everything. More data means more power. And if your email or SMS tools can't handle all that data, they're probably holding you back. That's where Klaviyo comes in. Its top-notch personalization and segmentation help you send the right message at the right time, guided by unlimited real-time data from your online store and tech stack. Request a demo at klaviyo.com forward slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan.